0: Romans chapter twelve. Romans chapter twelve, and uh, we'll jump in in just a moment. But um, right now, wherever you're joining from, tell me what city you're joining from. Tell me the city you represented. Even all over Los Angeles, tell me what city you're coming from. I need to know. I want to know if anybody's joining us from Atwater. Did y'all see Atwater? Atwater said, the city of Atwater, which is central Los Angeles said to the churches you can open and we'll protect you in the city of Atwater that's a city within Los Angeles and when I read it on KTLA on Twitter yesterday I thought we might just move Zoe to Atwater (laughs) I'm kidding but uh, if you're from Atwater or wherever you're joining us from just uh, let us know in the chat so we can shout out your city and show you some love today okay Romans chapter 12 Uh, worship team thank you for being fantastic Thank you for being the greatest. We will bring you back in a good 20 something minutes. 20 something minutes. I'll need the keys to, to help me. It'll be, it'll be me and you at the end. Okay. All right. Romans chapter 12, verse number 11. We, are, uh, we finished Can't Steal My Joy. Wasn't that a great series? Can't Steal My Joy. And so we just finished that. And we are getting ready for it. The, I'll just tell you, the next series that we're jumping into is about the Holy Spirit. You are going to absolutely love it. I can't wait. But um, but today we call it like a free Sunday, like a one-off, like preach preach what you're passionate about, preach what you're feeling. So I'm going to preach today what I feel today, what I feel like we need to hear as a community, in particular to Angelinos, And, uh, you know, we just... Got the update that we are going to be quarantined. We're at home for the next, you know, at least till August 1. We discovered this last week. And so when that came, I really felt like preaching this message. Watch here in Romans. It'll make more sense. Romans chapter 12, verse 11. Don't burn out. Keep yourselves fueled in a flame. Be alert servants of the master. Cheerfully expectant. Now here's the part I want to land on. Don't quit in hard times. Pray all the harder. Help needy Christians be inventive in hospitality. Let me go back to this part. Don't quit in hard times. I want to preach a message today. Write down the title. It's called Too Close to Quit. Too Close to Quit. And I want to encourage you. You are too close. Don't throw in the towel yet. Uh, Last year... Uh, We did a message as a church called uh, The Brink of Breakdown. And really, the premise of that message was that you're not on the brink of a breakdown, you are on the brink of a breakthrough. And I really feel that same sentiment today. Don't quit, you are too close to quit. And right here, I want to just go into the Bible and see how many times God shows up and strengthens those that are weary those that are discouraged, those that are feeling like I can't keep going. Now, I'm actually going to show you today that when you feel weak, that's when God does his best work. That's when God will invigorate you. He will infuse you with purpose and passion. So I just want to say, just write it, all caps in the chat, too close to quit. Don't throw in the towel because we are, I believe this as a city, as a people, as a nation, as a church, We are just right on the brink. Don't throw in the towel because you're too close to quit. So let's pray right now and let's believe that the Holy Spirit will come. Jesus will come and speak to us today and encourage us. Jesus, we love you. We listen to you. We lean into your grace. We lean into who you are. Thank you, God, that you're for us. You are with us. God, we remind our soul and our situation that you are good, you are kind, and you are loving. As we open up your word, let us see Jesus in the scriptures, and let us understand the call and the purpose you have for our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody said together, amen. One more big clap. Just give me a clap right here. A couple people in the ministry center. Give me a cl- Worship team's clapping. Danny is clapping, and people are clapping on the, on the chat room. You're too close to quit. It was, uh, it was Florence Chadwick years ago in the 1950s that had the idea to swim from the California coastline to Catalina Island, 26-mile swim. So she gets in the water, and she's swimming, and she's going to be the first one to swim from the coastline to Catalina, and she is 15 hours into her swim When this massive fog rolls in over her and she can't see much of anything. She's kind of lost in the fog and she's confused on where she's going and she doesn't really know what's happening. And so in the midst of losing her sight, she quits. In fact, a boat pulls up and picks her up and and that's the end of it. And when she gets into the boat, as she got into the boat, the fog begins to lift. And that's when she was able to see she was just one mile away from reaching Catalina. I want to speak to our church today because I feel like you are just one mile away from your breakthrough. You are just on the brink of what could be miraculous. You're on the brink of what could be a breakthrough. You're on the brink of some of your best days. And you got to just keep on keeping on to get to the place that God has for you. I don't know how you have been with your diet on uh the quarantine but my diet has looked (laughs) horrible and um i you know just every week it feels like it it gets a little bit worse and worse so i had to arrest the issue in my life because my orange theory fitness is closed and i'm like you know what man you you got to be in front of the camera you can't let the jawline you know get blah blah can't have no nutty professors around here so so i was like i was like okay i'm gonna go back to intermittent fasting so I started doing it. if you never done intermittent fasting, it's like you can eat till eight p.m. but you can't eat again till the next day at noon. Or if you eat, you know, the last meal was at nine p.m. you can't eat till one p.m. the next day. And so every day I've been trying to do this, cut it off at eight and pick it back up at noon. Well, When I wake up in the morning, I have, you know, like a coffee. I get some coffee and some water to get me through. I'm good, like around 7, that's fine. And then around like 9, 30, 10, I'm starting, you know, getting a little fidgety and like I'm ready to eat and have another coffee. But I'm telling you, that last hour, when I hit 11 a.m., I walk in the kitchen, I'm like, Julia. Julia. What are you making for lunch? What do the kids what do the kids have for lunch what do we well, I start planning. I start pacing. I'm just like, I gotta. And and and, and the devil starts messing with my head. He's like, he's like, you get eleven fifteen's fine, eleven thirty's fine. I'm like, no, no, no. I gotta make. There is no better feeling than when I hit twelve o'clock and I'm like, oh my gosh, I did it. And I just start devouring everything that Julia made for the kids for lunch. It's the best feeling. Yesterday, I'm devouring their grilled cheese sandwiches and their watermelon, and their chips. And I even went to the freezer at about twelve fifteen and grabbed some ice cream. And I started just going to town. And Julia walked in. She's like. You can't just you. The intermittent fasting is so you can't you can't just eat whatever you want. It's a rough part in, my, in in my life right now. But anyways, I want to talk to you today about the reality that you're too close to quit. You can make it to that finish line. You can make it to the end of a pandemic. You can make it to the end of whatever you're going through, whatever season this looks like. I want to give you some encouragement from God's word. It literally says, "Don't quit." give you five things to write down today. Number one, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Come on. Just because you can quit, listen, you can do whatever you want. You're your own man, your own woman. You're in control of you. Can't nobody tell you what to do? That's fine. You can do whatever you want, but just because you can doesn't mean you should. I love what Paul the Apostle says into the Corinth church he says listen all things are permissible but not all things are beneficial you've got to start to weigh out your options and say listen I know I can do this but should I do this is it worth it in the end is it going to be worth it to my kids is it going to be worth it to my friends is it going to be worth it to the health of of my of my soul come on watch what Paul says here let me just read it exactly from the passion translation it's true that our freedom allows us to do anything but but that doesn't mean that everything we do is good for us. I'm free to do as I choose, but I choose to never be enslaved to anything. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. You should do the right thing. You should keep going. You should keep pressing. You you should keep showing up. Half of life is just showing up. Half of life is just being like, I want to quit. want to throw in the towel. I don't want to keep going. I don't want to show up, but I'm doing what's right and I'm doing what's good. It's always the right time to do the right thing. It's never the right time to quit. It's never the right time to throw in the towel. No, just because you could doesn't mean you should. I love this because the Holy Spirit allows you, literally allows you to see the result of your decision before you make your decision. So, the Holy Spirit will just fast forward the tape for you and be like, okay, just a heads up. If you do this, you do realize what's gonna transpire. If you make this, if you throw in the towel, if you quit on this situation, you do understand what could transpire in your life. And so, it'll just fast forward the tape and you can sit back and be like, wow, if I make that decision here, it's gonna look like this here in my life. I love this because remember back in the day when you used to watch DVDs, you know, you would fast-forward chapters. The only thing I didn't like about that is you're skipping like three, four minutes at a time. What I like about today, when I watch the Disney app with my kids, I can hit the, the button. Whoop, whoop. It shows me the whole movie in the bottom, and I can just scroll. I can see frame by frame the whole thing, just, just, and just move that thing back and forth. I'm just like, wow, growing up as you kids, you guys are blessed. We, we struggle through the chapters. What I love about God is that God will allow you to fast forward frame by frame to see, listen, if I quit right here, it's going to affect this decision. It's going to affect this finance. It's going to affect this relationship. It's going to mess with this person here. Just because you could doesn't mean you should. It's always the right time to do the right thing. you got to keep on going. Write down number two. I love this thought. Oh, quitters never prosper, but those that rely on grace do. Quitters never prosper, but those that rely on the grace of God do. Quitters never prosper. Remember that old saying, cheaters never prosper? I've never seen quitters prosper. I've never seen anybody that's quit and been someone that just throws in the towel all the time and quits on life, quits on their calling, quits on situations, quits on friends, quits on relationships. I've never seen quitters take off. No, but I've seen people that rely on God soar. I've seen people that rely on grace take off. I've seen people, though they are weak, become strong though they feel like quitting, get the strength they need to keep on enduring. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to go to another level. God's plans are for your prosperity, not for your calamity. God wants you to go to another level of faith, another level of love, another level of generosity, another level of serving, another level of community. God wants you to prosper. But you can't prosper and quit. You can only prosper by depending upon the grace of God. Watch what it says here in 3 John. I love this verse. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your soul is the central part of who you are. Your soul is your mind, your will to do things, and your emotions. God wants your soul to prosper. He wants your mental health to be sharp. He wants your will to do the will of God. He wants your emotions to be stable. God wants you to soar and prosper in all areas. God doesn't want you just to soar and prosper in your spiritual life. He wants you to prosper financially. He wants you to prosper physically he wants you to prosper emotionally God wants you to prosper like never before God wants you to take off and soar at new heights and new levels but you can never get there by quitting here you gotta keep on going and keep on relying and keep on leaning into the grace of God the more I lean in, the more I lean into grace, the more I'm able to prosper but when I try and do it in my own strength I can never take off, that's why I literally need Jesus I love this psalm Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are troubled. I'm okay with you being weak. I'm okay with you being like, I'm not okay. Talking to somebody this last week, they're like, man, I finally snapped. I got to my breaking point in the midst of this pandemic, and I snapped. Something happened in me. I'm okay with weakness. I'm okay with snapping. I'm okay with your bones being weak. I'm okay with all of that. The only thing that I encourage you to do, that though you are weak, turn to Jesus. Because God specializes with weak people. He does his best work. He cannot help superstars. He cannot help those that put their capes on. He can only help those that are like, God, I am weary, I am tired, I am, come on moms, I know how much you've been giving and how much you've been serving and how much you've been helping those kids and cleaning up and doing the dishes. And moms, I want to encourage you. you, you my Mother's Day was last week. No, I got a word for moms today. Though you are weak, you can be strong. Come on dads. Dads have been feel like you've been, been working hard and trying to take the Zooms at home, doing your very best and spending more time at home than you ever have before. Though you are weak, you can become strong. In fact, God's power rests on weak people. God does his best work in weakness look at Paul what he says to the Corinth church in in chapter 12 he says this but he answered me my grace is always more than enough for you and my power finds its full expression through your weakness so I will celebrate my weaknesses for when I am weak I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me the mighty power of Christ lives in me when I'm like I want to quit I want to give up I want to throw in the towel. I don't want to text anybody back. I never want to be on another Zoom meeting for the rest of my life. I'm sick of Netflix, actually. When you are weak then he's like, okay, I got you right where you want, where I want you. I can do. I can work with that. I, my power's made perfect in that. Quitters never prosper, but those that rely on the grace of God do. Somebody just put in the chat right now, I will turn to Jesus. I will rely on grace. I will say that God is my source. Come on, what did we say last week? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I was saying it in the last service, but but this was it was it was sad but funny. That's how you got to be as a parent. This is sad, but it's kind of funny. So my my six-year-old, we were in the pool this last week, and my six-year-old, he, he got on the highest point of the ledge, and he jumped off, and he jumped onto my four-year-old's head. And when he did that, I was like out of the pool. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you could have really hurt your brother." And I'm talking to him, and I'm and 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 he's like kind of looking at me like, "I didn't realize what I just did." And I'm like, "Clearly you didn't because you would have never done that because you landed right on top of your brother." And and can I just encourage you that when you feel like you are dead in the water and you don't have a clue the power of God, the grace of God rests on weakness it will overwhelm you it will literally just engulf you and uh, and envelop you and say listen i've got you right where you want you i want to attack you with my love and attack you with my power and my strength and i know you're not in a good place but i come and i can heal and i can rebuild and i can restore and i can help weak people That's right. we live in a culture it's like don't show your weakness and god's like bring me your weakness my power is made perfect in weak people. So listen, it's never, it's never quitters that prosper. It's those that raise their hand. They're like, I'm not good. I'm, my bones are growing weary. I am exhausted. I don't think I can do another month of this, let alone two more months of this. God, help me. And God's like, I've got you. Here's my peace. Here's my love. Here's my joy. Here's my kindness. Here's my self-control. Thank God For the power of his grace. Somebody say amen. Amen. Here's the third thing. Write it down. Just hold on. We're going strong. Just hold on, we're going strong. Look at this in Isaiah, Isaiah 41. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. 1 Corinthians sixteen thirteen. Look at this one. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous and be strong. What about 2 Timothy 1, 7? For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power. And love and sound mind. Do you hear what the Bible's saying? Just hold on to grace, we're going strong. We're going from weakness to strength that fast. Like, I love that song we're singing today. One word, I went from being like, I'm quitting to like, let's keep going. One word, I went from like, I'm weak to I'm strong. One word, just hold on to Jesus, we're going strong. Love this because this, somebody needs to hear this today. One word. Touch from Jesus and your whole reality can shift. So just hold on. We're going strong. We're going strong. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Do not fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and sound mind. The other day, our son, our four-year-old, you know, the one that got you know his head pounced in the pool, you know, my maverick boy. And so Maverick the other night comes running to our room, and he's like, he's crying, and he's like, he's like, Daddy, Daddy, I had a bad bad dream about clowns. I was like, oh gosh, that's <laughs> like you could say anything but clown. Like now I'm afraid, like clowns, clowns. <laughs> Clowns is scary, for real scary, okay? So I'm like, whoa, like, let's pray right now. Like, she came in a Honda. She should have bought a Mazda. Like, we got to pray right now. So I started praying for my guy. And, and, then, and then a couple days later, we're in the car. It's just me and, me and Mavie boy. And, and, and I'm like, I'm talking to him about the clowns. Like, not that I wanted to bring it up, but the spirit of God made me. And so I'm like, I'm like son, you know that if you ever have that dream about the clown, like, daddy will protect you always. Daddy's got you. And from the back seat, my Mabby's like, no, Dad, you can't. You don't have superpowers. I was like, okay, well, then you're on your own. <laughs> but in my, head, was, in my head, I was like, okay, this is a moment, though. So, so, so I go, I go you, okay, you're right. I don't have superpowers. I go, but you know who can protect you? I said, son, Jesus can protect you. And I seen his face. He kind of tilted his head. He's like, Dad, you're white. He does have superpowers. He can And I was like, nailed it. (laughs) If a four-year-old can understand that Jesus has superpowers, maybe in the midst of a crisis, you can come to realization that our God has superpowers. Don't be afraid. Don't be plagued with fear. Just hold on. We're going strong. He has come into your life for God has not given you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and sound. you got the power of God living in you. And so you ought to just stir up that power to say, you know what? The best is yet to come. You know what? The the, the best days are, uh, the the glory days aren't behind me. I'm going to rebuild my finances. I'm going to rebuild my business. I'm going to rebuild whatever I've lost in this time. God is for me and God is with me. Hold on. We're going strong. Write down to number four. Here's the next one. I love this one. Change your scenery and change your mood. I talk to so many people that are like, man, we need to find an Airbnb because we have been holed up in this thing 10 weeks and I need to change my scenery. You're right. Change your scenery and change your mood. This is a life hack that if you can just get out and see the ocean, I'm just talking to Angelinos right now. If you're, if you, if you're streaming in from Iowa, you're like, the ocean, put on the screensaver on your phone. Maybe you see it that way. But, but you got to change your scenery to change your mood. So much of our mood is dependent upon what we see if I walk in the house and this thing's a mess and there's crayons everywhere and there's masks everywhere and you know because our kids they they get in the costumes a lot and you know there's there's stuff everywhere it affects my mood I'm like man I can't come home and relax these kids have made this place into a crazy place but if I come home and there's you know everything's in order and everything's cleaned up and the smell of santel candles is burning I'm like man my mood is good because your mood sometimes is dependent upon your scene God knows this and so some Sometimes God will change up your scene to change up your mood. Sometimes God can't speak to you where you're at, so he moves you geographically. He moves you for a moment. He moves you for a day. And he says, come on a walk with me. Go on a drive with me. Change up your scene so you can change up your mood. God did this in the first book of the Bible with a guy named Abram. Abram, God was getting ready to use Abraham. This is before his name was changed. And the first thing that he says to Abram he said, I can't work with you where you're at. I need you to bring you to a different space. So the first thing he says is leave your house. Leave what you're familiar with. Leave who who you're comfortable with. I got to bring you into a different place so I can start to work with you. So he gets Abram out of familiarity. Then when he's there he's in a tent and he's like, what's God about to do? And God speaks another time. This time he says, get out of your tent and look at the stars. Look at Genesis chapter 13. Genesis 15. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Come out of your tent. Come out of your familiarity. Change up your scenery. And now that you're in a different scene, look up at the stars. And if you can count them, that's that's how many descendants you're going to have. I wonder if God needs to change up your scene. I wonder if You can't hear God because you're still inside your tent. God's trying to get you out to an unfamiliar place so he can get you woke enough to speak to your spirit about the future that he has for you. Maybe God is saying, stop looking at your situation and start looking up to the heavens. I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? It comes from you, the maker of heaven and earth. So often God can't speak to you because all you see is the mess in your house. So often God can't speak to you because all you're studying is your bank account and what's inside of your tent right now. Maybe God is saying, no, 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 step outside, lift your eyes, look up right now, and look, look, look at what I want to do in your life. God knew with Abram, I can't, I can't speak this word to you when you're in your house, and I can't move away. And then, he, then Abram's like, if moving away wasn't enough, now you want me to get out of my tent? God, God, you know that my Wi-Fi is good in my tent, right? God, you know I'm watching a show right now, right? God's like, come come, come outside. Come, come outside. This week, what if you change your scene so you can change your mood? What do you need to do? Maybe, maybe, maybe drive home a different way this week. Maybe you need to go on your gratitude walk a different way this week, but change up your scene to change up your mood, because if you don't change up your mood, this might be the scene of quitting. For you to get the scene of gratitude and the scene of faith and the scene of what God wants to do in and through your life, you've got to change up your scene to change up your mood. Here's the last one. Worship team, you can come join me. Here's the last one. You're almost there. Amen. Come on. Galatians 6 verse 9. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Other translations say it this way. Do not grow weary in doing good, for in due season you shall reap a harvest. I wonder if your harvest is like right there. But the fog has got you all messed up. And you're calling for the boat, ready to get in and quit. Wouldn't it be tragic if the fog lifts and you were just one mile away? You're almost there. You're almost there. Keep swimming. Keep serving. Keep showing up. Keep giving. Keep saying I'm sorry. Keep texting and reaching out. You're almost there. Can you taste it? You like at 11:15 like what are we about to have for lunch but lunch is coming yeah. You're almost there The devil's like, man, it's going to be forever till you get there. You're never going to get free from this thing. You're never going to step into greatness. You're never. And no, no, no. I hear heaven saying something bigger. I hear heaven saying, no, no, no. You're almost. Don't you quit. Don't throw in the towel. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, you have need of endurance. You have need of endurance. God's going to give you the strength and the stamina and the perseverance that you need to keep going and showing up and being who you're called to be it makes me think of the Israelites you know the Israelites you know they get out of Egypt out of slavery and they get to the Red Sea and they're like they cross over and they get out of the plagues and the Red Sea and they got the manna and they got the the pillar of cloud and the fire by night and all these miracles and for 40 years they wander in the wilderness. For 40 years, they're looking for the promised land. And by the time they get to the promised land, they show up with all the litany of miracles. And they're like, all right, just we made it, we're here. And they get there, and all they experience is the walls of Jericho. Have you ever felt like you've been going and going and going and only to be greeted by a bunch of walls? Only be greeted by a stop here? Only to be greeted by a nope, not yet? I want to preach to somebody today that feels like these walls shouldn't be there. Just hold on, we're going strong. I want to preach to somebody that feels like quitting. No, no, we're going to rely on grace right now because when the Israelites showed up and all they had was walls, God said to them, hold on. Hold up. I know you felt like 40 years was enough time. But there's just a little bit more time that I need with you. So this is what we're going to do. God says, nobody can say a word. Nobody can say anything. We're just going to walk around and take a lap around the walls of Jericho. I love what it says here in, in Joshua 6 verse 1. Now Jericho was securely shut up. It feels like our cities it feels like our nation right now still quarantined, still shut up not open for business not open for church jericho was shut up just like america and los angeles is shut up and what did god say to them he said close your mouth just take a lap take a lap take a lap don't 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 belly don't quit right now don't go in the towel right now just close your mouth and take a lap i want to tell somebody today take a lap right now take a lap right now maybe in your living room take a lap right now maybe if you're in your car pull over take a lap around. Around your car maybe you're walking right now take a lap around your cul-de-sac because we're gonna experience what the israelites experience and that the walls of jericho are gonna fall down because we're not quitting we're not throwing in the towel we're not saying it's over i'm gonna trust in god i'm gonna look to jesus i'm gonna receive grace i'm gonna receive strength oh come on church don't grow weary for in due season we're gonna reap a harvest Some of you are like, okay, I'm gonna do my lap, but I'm upset. Why won't this thing open? Why do we camp? How come I wanna sit at a restaurant? I wanna to go to the valley, into the Bancroft, into the East, and I wanna, I just, oh, I just wanna to go to my gym so bad, and just no, 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 no. He said, "Don't say a word." So you can walk angry, just shut up. Maybe God was preparing us for this Sunday by having us go on gratitude walks last Sunday. Maybe God was trying to say, hey, you're almost there, but I need you to walk around the wall. Don't say nothing. Just thank Jesus in your mind. Just praise the Lord in your heart. Just thank Jesus for being faithful and being kind and being good and being, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that we're too close to quit. Thank you.